never seen a lame man walk Never heard a dumb man talk Never seen a blind man see I promise you a pain Never seen a canceled death Never seen all the poor get fed Never seen a prisoner set free I promise you a change Hey everybody! It is about that time. Break forth the rhythm and the rhyme. What? I'm gonna get mine, so get yours. I want to see sweat coming out your pores, dude. I, I I may have to end this podcast relationship that I know that you know that many words to that song. Marky Mark, baby, come on. Mark Wahlberg. The rhymes will soothe you, and I'm here to move you. Sorry. Yeah. Anyway. As, anyway, yeah. Hope we're giving you all good vibrations. Welcome guys. to the Big C, Bigger T Podcast, the only place where you're today that you're going to watch or listen where you're going to hear Marky Mark rap by a fat guy. Yes. Just saying. Yeah. You can't get that everywhere, folks. Mm-hmm. Not everyone's doing that for you on the interwebs. Nope, just we us. Are. Hey, Travis, what's today? Today? Yeah, what's today? What is today? Blue shirt day. Blue shirt day. That's right. We're yeah, for those of you that's listening on on the on the um on Apple Podcast, any other podcast other than YouTube, we're on every platform there is. That's right. And this is a great time to remind you: like, share, subscribe. That's right. You like what you're hearing? Share it. You don't? My shirt, my shirt has that different colored pocket. And you got the strap. I got the strap and the different colored pocket. So the trendy fashiony stripe plus and all the pocket is just a piece of cloth they just sewed on the front. Okay. I'm it's wearing candy as a shirt pocket. I bought this shirt in Las Vegas. Oh, look at you wearing a Vegas shirt. Where did I bought this? Well, Clint, Vegas. how are you, buddy? I didn't even greet you. How are you? Great. I'm great. If I was any better, I'd be twins. Well, and we can't handle that in this universe. No, no, no. I'm. We have to. I think, I think one of me is about all the, about all the world can handle. We'd have to go into the metaverse for for more Ooh. of you. Well, Clint, it's uh, it's been a crazy week. Did you watch? You watching NFL games? Man, a little bit. Man, since I don't have live TV anymore, it's like. But I can figure out I've got like the ESPN app, so I can watch all the games and stuff. I've got I've got my ways, people. Don't you worry about yeah, it. I'm don't not, feel sorry for him. Don't feel sorry. Don't feel for him. sorry for me. But yeah, I've got it. I've got this figured out. I'm not gonna. I was like, I'm not gonna go without college football during football season. It's just not gonna happen. Well, but, and we normally don't talk pro professional football. And no, I watched a little bit. You know, I was keep. I, I was curious to, and I hated that it wasn't on. I couldn't watch it. But I, I was really interested. I kept up with the Cleveland, um, Cleveland Carolina game. Yeah, um, I, I was really I couldn't curious. watch it either. But yeah, I, I was Kobe Brissett led them to a victory with uh, the rookie kicker kicking a fifty yarder. Yeah, no, that's. Did you that's, see the Monday night game? Russell Wilson heading back to Seattle. 
Yeah, and then they were like, man, what do you think? So it's fourth and five. You have – First of all, first of all, before you get to that. Oh, go ahead. You're a football player for Seattle. And the equipment manager hands you your uniform for that game. And I know they've worn them before. But the neon green bottoms and tops. It's the ugliest uniform. <laughs> I, I just had to think. Like, I'm like, we're looking at like a marker, a highlighter. What's a highlighters running around? It's like they got uh, Oregon's hand me downs or something. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Go back to the. Go back to All the. Right. So I. So now. So it's a. So it's fourth and five. So if they kick the field goal, it'll be a sixty-four yard field goal. Yeah. Which means they're around the forty-seven yard line, if my math is correct. Something like that. Sure. Yeah. Forty. The forty-seven. So you have Russell Wilson as your quarterback now. So you can either kick it. A 64-yard kick, or you can go for it and try to get five to ten more yards. I mean, obviously, they're in practice. They know the kicker, the guy can probably make it. What's yeah. the NFL record, 62? No, the record's 65. Oh, 65. Okay. So, I think Jason Elam or somebody like that got it. And were they, were they playing in Seattle or were they playing in Denver? They were at Seattle, but he has kicked – their kicker had kicked a 61 yarder on an away field. Yeah. So like he actually kicks better away than he does at mile high, which usually kickers kick better. Right. Yeah. Mile high because a lot of air. But he actually has been one that's kicked better away. And the kick, they not to run the ending, but they decide to kick it. Right. And the thing was though, they 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 had some time left. They had some, they had some, I think. Right, they, it wasn't like they were rushing. Yeah, they had like a minute and a half left in the game. And they and ran they had the some timeouts left. Yeah. So they could have like got that play and then got a few more plays to try to get toward the end zone. Like they just, all they had to get was that first down. That was it. And you got Russell Wilson, a, a great quarterback, right? Right. And and that's just the thing is, is you spend all that money on Russell Wilson. I mean, you gave him an extension. And Seattle wasn't like, hey, do you want to take him off her hands? No, they gave up some draft picks. Yeah. They gave up a lot to get Russell Wilson. Yeah. Yeah, so you give all that up. So you can either put the game in this guy's hands, who you've given all this up for, or you can try a 64-yard kick, which you, if you can tell me it's better than a coin flip, you're lying. Yeah, I don't know. No, I, I, I would give it. Maybe a ten percent chance, you know. Well, even making it practice. So, to me, you put the ball in Russell Wilson's hand and let him do what you pay him to I agree. do, and uh, try to because you know yeah, the kick had the distance. Yeah, it just went to the left, yeah. and when you're kicking that far, man, it doesn't take much movement on the ball, and it can veer off. You know that that, that becomes a smaller and smaller target to hit. The farther you are, but we are, and you are a kicking expert. I opinion. am a kicking expert because <laughs> I did have a record at Greenbar High School for kicking. That's true, and That's uh, true. you could tell Reed Bauer was intimidated by that when we. Talked I, I, I could tell. I could tell. Yeah, he was like, was like whoa. He was. He's like I'm in the room with an icon, a specialist icon. 
I'm in a Zoom room with a, a special teams guru. Yeah, no. Like, you think you think you could be the next Scott Fountain? Yes or no, Travis? <laughs> yeah, of course. I am the next Scott. Fountain. We're not gonna call it Beaver Ball. They're gonna call it Johnson Ball. Going that's right. Time. That's right. Well, Clint, I think we both have the same holy snockies moment. Can we have a moment of silence? Yeah, thank you. For a little university in College Station, Texas, run by, coached by a guy named Jimbo Clint, Appalachian State. App State does it again, y'all. They're no pansy. No, they're not. Easy win. Okay. We know that, right? We know that. We know that. If, If Arkansas was playing Appalachian State, I would worry because I don't want them to take them too lightly. Yeah. Well, AM does something called the yell practice. I'm really still not for sure. I mean, it's just, I guess, it's for cheer, cheerleader. Bob Clark was practicing yelling at me before it was cool, y'all. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so apparently, Clint, they decided to film it. You don't film stuff like that. No, you don't. And they filmed it. And if you haven't seen it, folks, look it up. It's out there. We're borderline on filming this podcast. There's, in fact, if you get a chance looking for one, it's The Office Reacts <laughs> to Yell Practice. It is special. <laughs> it is very good. Uh, whoever edited that did a great job. But... Clint, they they started making fun of Appalachian State. They yeah. called them a bunch of hillbillies. They they said, by the way, it's not a state. Way to go, genius! You're breaking some new ground there, Copernicus. <laughs> okay, seriously. I mean, okay. First <laughs> off, first off, I, I'm not gonna make fun of that because it's not beneath me to make a joke along those lines. Like when we lost, like when we lost to Western Kentucky, I'm like, well, they're the best team in the Western part of Kentucky. (laughs) (laughs) They were, they were, they were, but Clint, you, you make those jokes though, after you play them, not if you win, not before, and but could it happen to a better people group of people? No, could it, it really happened to a better coach. It really couldn't. And it's my goodness. And they're paying Jimbo how much money? Just right behind Saban, right? Yeah. Jimmo <laughs> Kirby's second behind Saban. It, it's it's you know, in Arkansas plays AM in a couple of weeks, and, and they're it, I don't want to make fun of them too much because yeah. they're on the schedule. And they are they are a talented, talented bunch. They got talent. They got they the number one recruiting class. There's probably not a more. They may have the high star average in the West. It's definitely them and Bama probably one and two. Yeah, yeah. And then LSU three. I mean, we're. But man, for whatever reason, it just hasn't clicked. And you know, everybody's really ragging on Jimbo and his offense now. Yeah. Saying that his offense is out of date. It reminds me of the way we used to talk about Houston Nut. 
but he's yeah, he's making enough money and they're doing it to him on a national level. Yeah. I mean, what what are you, what's your thoughts on that? Uh yeah, I <laughs> I thought Paul, Paul Feinbaum said it best at the Little Rock Touchdown Club. He says, I'm not gonna make jokes about Jimbo Fisher. His record does that. <laughs> you know, he just I don't know. And we talked, me and you talked about it the other day. And someone tweeted out, and I think it's true. Him and Gene Chizik. Yeah. Are very similar. Great coordinators who got the right guy when they were head coach to be quarterback and rode them to a championship. I mean, outside Jameis. I mean, Jameis Winston, heck of a college career. Yeah. I mean, great college career. And he's still playing the NFL today. He's he's starting on an NFL team. Is he the number one overall pick? Great. No, because he's not even with that team anymore. But he's making a living playing football in the NFL. And he's still like like didn't he throw for like five thousand yards almost yeah. one year? I mean, yeah. I mean he's had some like thirty interceptions, yeah, but still five thousand interceptions, five thousand yards, somewhere yeah. in there. Um one of those and stats he makes right. a great seafood platter too. He you had to go there. Yeah, sorry. We may make neck brace jokes later because, you know, we're about the low-hanging fruit. That's right. <laughs> so, but, I mean, who, name another quarterback other than Jameis. Yeah. I mean, you can do Kellen Mond, just, but we know that because me and you, you know, played against him so many times. Or not us, but Arkansas played against him so yeah. many times. I've never been impressed with Jimbo. And Haynes King was supposed to be a higher, highly rated guy. Yeah. I know Arkansas was after him. Well, yeah, it's, you know, that was just a crazy that they took them lightly and Appalachian State. Way to go, Appalachian State. Good job. I'm, I'm proud of you. I've, been, I've, drove, I've driven through Boone. Lovely town. Yeah. Lovely town. Well, Clint, so the Hogs had the Gamecocks come in. And, yes, sir. Uh, you know, this this was a game that, you know, I was nervous about a little bit. And then mainly just because I have respect for Beamer. Um, I was worried that, uh, you know, but then as it got closer to the game, I started thinking, you know, I, I do think we're just going to be more talented than them. I think we're, out, you know, up and down the lines, especially. And that's what ended up happening. No, and you know, me and you keep talking about. It. I'm nervous for every. I'm nervous for Missouri oh, State. Yeah, but I mean, just because that's me. That that's just me being me. So, me and you talked about it a couple, like a couple of days ago. I messaged you on Marco Polo. I was like, dude, I keep waiting for this for you know, this not to be reality. That the yeah. two and two and ten to be reality. Yeah, you know, it's like I just keep waiting for that to be reality to just snap back. Yeah, and I just I gotta I gotta accept that this is reality. We have a pretty good football team. We and, have a great football team. And you know what? It keeps me positive as far as that we're not going to go back to that other reality, Clint. Is that these guys, this team plays like what we're? I mean, like, like you know, with Houston Nutt when he was there. When Bielema was there and he was had a good year or so, yeah. you know, I mean, which I love both of them coaches, to be honest with you. I mean, I like, you know, Bielema. I like Bielema. I mean. Well, it just, it didn't work out. It didn't work know. out, but I liked him. 
what he did for Frank Ragnow when his dad died will have me be a fan of him the rest of his yeah. career. But how he handled that situation. But however, but even during those times, you know, there was always that man, we could lose to anybody. Yeah. You Lost know? to Toledo in Little Rock. I mean, we could, you know, we could, you know, this this team could take a downhill swing anytime. Yeah. With this team, man, and and that and those teams sometimes played above their head, right? They played above what we really thought we had on the field. They, you know, we, we had some talent, but then they would they would step it up even higher. And that, and a lot of that was, especially like Houston was just a motivator. You know, his pregame speeches had you you know ready to run through a wall. These guys play exactly how we think they'll play. Yeah, and to me that's comforting. No, it I mean, is. They're not necessarily playing above their head. They're playing with what they got, the ability we think they have, but they're getting all of that ability out there and putting it out there and playing with heart. No, and I – and, you know, Darren McFadden could do it, but he was also running back. Mm. And we had a player that can take a game over like K.J. Jefferson ever. No. I mean, you, I mean – But, I mean, but Matt – Matt does not have K.J. Jefferson's arm. No. Well, and and Matt, you had to wait for him to do it. Yeah, I mean, you know, was, he'd, he'd wait till the last minute to do it sometimes. But yeah, man, I this this game I thought was a great game. The line just showed their dominance right away, uh, dude. Well, first of all, let's do our players of the game. You sure. Do those first. We can. We go. We go. Whatever order you want. Let's do the players of the game because I want to talk about we're going to talk about ours a lot. So yeah, we have a lot we have a lot of players of the game. Yeah. Just because we cheat. And and once again, on this show, we don't do the obvious players of the game. No, no. We're we're you know, some of them may be obvious. Yeah. But we, we're trying to look outside the box a little bit, kind of something a little different. Right. So um uh I can go first if you want me to, Chief. Yeah, you go first. All right. I'm giving my player of the game to the offensive line. Okay. I, the entire offensive line. And I almost I, – and I wanted to cheat even more and say the line because the because we won that game on the line of scrimmage. Yeah. We really did on both sides of the ball. We were better and more physical up front than, than that team. And I've watched a lot of football – Alaska, we have one of the most physical football teams mm-hmm. in in the country. That that team is a physical, physical football team, and it starts up front. The offensive line is just big. They're mean. They're nasty, and they will get after you. And our defensive line will too. And I think a lot of that, you know, that Saban recruiting Zoom video that got recorded. Yeah, he's like, you know. You can ask them the, this defensive back covering Amari Cooper every day, like they were the best guys they went against all year. They got better by going. East. You can tell that that iron is sharpening that iron. Yeah, and that that the that the that the line is just completely different. Yeah, completely different. Now, they were and stronger. Shout out to Ricky Stromberg. He got an award. Yeah, 
you know, for, you know, for grading out really well. And I think he graded out the game before very well too. <clears throat> so well, yeah, can, definitely the offensive line. I can't argue with that. No. And you can see why a lot of people were talking about him to the NFL next year. And I know uh, a lot of people that watched the game said they were really impressed with the Arkansas offensive line, especially number 51. Yeah. Um, for a guy that started as a true freshman weighing 267 pounds. Yeah. That's awesome. So, well, my player of the game, Clint, I'm going off the field. Oh, yeah. And I, know, I know who it is. We talked about it. I've gone off the field before for years. I'm going off the field for mine. Yeah. And I haven't met her yet, but I'm sure she's a lovely an angel. Lovely lady. An angel from heaven. Yes, she is. Who gave birth to two bouncing baby boys. Mama Sanders and her Sanders Mama. twins. I don't. Mama Sanders is the player of the game. Thank you for giving us the Sanders twins. I don't think offense and defense. We got a stud running back. We got a stud linebacker. Different races are the same age. Yes, we'll go with it. Mama Sanders. <laughs> okay with it. Uh, Mama Sanders. Yeah. Sanders twins. I'll allow it. <laughs> Rocket and Drew needs a nickname. Yeah. True. You know, because Bumper's got one built into his name. Oh, yeah. Well, I think his that that wasn't his God-given name, but they went and made it legal. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it was James Drew, or something like that. Drew Sanders. Clint. Clint. Clint, 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 Clint. 11 total tackles. Eight solo. Two sacks. Three tackles for a loss. One quarterback hurry. Then, let's see, what else did he do? Didn't he have a – anyway, just what a, what a stat line. He, no, he had, a, he had a monster, monster, monster game. And one thing that they were talking about, you know, one thing Arkansas teams have never seemed to have. One area we always seem to be lacking is we've never had an elite linebacker. Yeah. I mean – Grant Morgan got every ounce of ability Grant Morgan. We've, we've had guys that played above their head, right? We had yeah. Samuel Jabutu. We had Caleb Miller. We had guys that were dogs, man. They played hard. You know, Dre Greenlaw, who's proven to be a great pro, you know, but they were, you know, just played hard. Right, yeah. Well, Sanders and Bump, Man, they are they're killing it. Well, Bump was a Bump was a four star recruit, so Bump's not, and, oh, and he, and I think, man, I wish he would have scored on that onside kick. I know, dude. <laughs> he he scored. a couple times, and it was funny. The second onside kick, he just laid down. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm tired from the last one. I ain't getting up. <laughs> I ain't running this one. Man, he had seven tackles at which oh, which yeah. was. Seems like a down game for Bumper Pool. Yeah. But like I said, a lot of that goes to the defense line eating blocks, allowing them guys to make the plays. Yeah. But, man, they just – and Chris Paul, too, had a heck of a game. Yeah, see, and Chris Paul would have been my other one that I, you know, would have might have said uh, as a possible player of the game that didn't – that hadn't got publicity for the game. 
Really? Uh, Rocket Sanders ran the ball, you know, back to him, ran the ball so well. The line blocked for him, but he ran the ball well, and he caught the ball well. You know, didn't he have a – let's see. Yeah, you know, he had some – Three seven. catches for 30 yards, long of 17. You know, he's such a well, – you know, he was a receiver. You know, he's got good hands. So, he's you know, he's such a weapon – uh, coming out of the backfield that KJ and you know KJ did a good job of using his checkdowns and Rocket Sanders was there for him and Rocket Sanders did a good job helping block yeah. I thought thought he did a good job with that Dubinian red hard uh, AJ Green red hard looked good out there our receivers I thought Clint looked looked good there I, I I think there's getting more and more confidence with them. Yeah, you know, Matt Landers had a big drop. Oh, that was and and he he was, you know, and I know no one probably beat himself up more than Matt Landers after that because he knew it too. Yeah. Um but man, no, no, they look good. They look sharp. How about that stiff arm by Hazelwood? Looking good. Hey, three incompletions for KJ. Three. Yeah. Yeah, that was it just, I mean, it was, it was one of them deals. I never felt like the game was truly in doubt. Yeah. Um, now they did rack up some yardage on us, but you look a lot of that was in the fourth quarter when it was just desperation time. Yeah, it was something like in the first three quarters. I think we gave up. I mean, uh, like we'd given up like 140 something yards passing, and in the fourth quarter alone, we gave up 140 something yards passing. So I mean, yeah. like we gave up a lot of it in that fourth quarter when they were, they were trying to, you know, and they were finding, you know, in the first, even the other times, there was times where receivers were wide open. They were finding the areas in the zone, and our pass rush didn't get there during those times. That's that those were plays when honestly we we rushed just three or so and then no one got there. So yeah. I think this is a team that's gonna have to continue to rush the passer well to help out those D backs. Now Travis, do you firmly believe that Sam Pittman is playing the best players? Yes. Then everybody needs to chill on the Hudson Clark slander. Yes. Hudson Clark is a good ball player. Is he the best quarterback in the SEC? Corner in the SEC? No. Is he one of the two best cornerbacks on Arkansas? Yes. Or he wouldn't be playing. I agree with you totally, Clint. People, people that are dogging out saying he doesn't need to be playing. Like, think that through a second. Think of your logic, people. You think Sam Pittman not only Sam Pittman, but Barry Odom and the D-back coach, Bowman, is that his name? The new D-back yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, Dominic Bowman, I think. Anyway, whoever it is. All of them are saying, you know, Hudson's a nice guy. Let's put him in instead of these other guys that would do better. People, logic, use your brain. His college football is about making money, and you make money by playing the best players. 
it, it's in you know it, it's these guys calling into drive time sports they're a bit like me and you <laughs> like i could get can't cover anything like come on y'all yeah he, he and he's played well you know he, he's not played bad He's missed a couple tackles, but you show me a player on that team that probably hasn't missed a tackle. Show me. Look, if you're a D-back, you're going to get burned, especially with the way offenses are nowadays. That's what they're going to do. They're going to flood your area. They're going to get someone, sneak someone behind you. It's going to happen. That's the way it happens in the NFL every Sunday multiple times. That happens. You know, there was uh, – uh, which was it? I think in that Seattle game, there was a slow tight end caught a deep pass and in for a touchdown, got behind the D-backs. These offensive coordinators are smart, man. They, they can – and look, it's going to happen this week. Bobby Petrino is going to draw up a play that's going to get behind our D-backs – yeah, and he's gonna. They're gonna make us look, make our D backs look bad again. Yeah, and the and the only team that's really not running the type of offense that you're talking about is Texas A and M. Who everybody sings a dinosaur and they need to change. Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing. They just they're like he's running a 2014 offense in 2022. Yeah. So no, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. It's um. They gotta. I mean, people just need to wake up and so, so Travis, doing a good job. Yeah. So anyway, not to move on, but I've been listening to a lot of sports radio because when Arkansas is good, sports radio is fun. Especially you know listening to the buzz. Now I have noticed this week that everybody's an expert. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean everyone, everybody. Yeah. The firing of Bobby Petrino. Oh yeah, yeah. And I've heard different versions. Yeah. So, Travis, what do you think is the accurate version? What happened? Why did we fire Bobby Petrino? Why did we fire Bobby Petrino? Why did we fire Bobby Petrino? Well, you see, Clint, <laughs> I want to say something funny, but I'll probably. Um, the truth is. Yeah, just hit, hit me with the truth. He's a liar. He is. He lied. He lied and cheated on how he got his girlfriend hired. You know, for what I remember right, for the position that she got in that football department, there was like 90 applicants. Yeah. And she was not near the top qualified for it. And he hired her. Uh, and then, of course, he was then doing inappropriate things with her outside of his marriage. He lied. And you can't do that. It doesn't matter where you're working. It doesn't matter how many games you're winning. You can't do that. They it, His hand, like, if he would have just been caught on the motorcycle with a girlfriend if that all that would have happened, he would have lost a lot of fans. He was already losing me, by the way. So I'm probably not the best one to ask. Oh, and I, and I never was a Petrino fan. I was ready for him to take another job when I was sitting at the Sugar Bowl, excited we were at the Sugar Bowl. But 
he was embarrassing to me when he's cussing out our quarterback on the sideline and yell and cussing out less miles across the field on national TV. And then I knew some players that he treated pretty bad. And so I, I didn't, I didn't, um, I just didn't have a lot of respect for him. Uh, he's a great football mind. Now, all that to say, I listened to his press conference this week and Clint, he sounded very humble. He said he was heaping praise on Arkansas, excited to come back, said it will bring up some great memories. So, you know, hey, there's room in my heart for forgiveness. I still want to beat him. But no. he was hired with great cause. No, and I the way he did Atlanta was bad. The way he what? The way he did Atlanta, the way he quit there was just bad. Um it was wrong. And uh and and then no, you're right. He 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 didn't you know, people were calling in saying that Jeff Long had a little man syndrome and that he was jealous because they were giving Bobby Trino credit. Like, no, when you get credit when you when the football team's doing good too. Yeah. I mean, you know. Well, and here's the deal. Jeff Long was really bad for the University of Arkansas also. Yeah. And not just because he signed with Pepsi, but but he and here's what and I and I can I can say this now. Uh when we hired Petrino, I didn't like the way he left Atlanta. You brought this to my mind whenever, you know. Go ahead. And I remember uh, you know, on the message boards, on Hog Sports, on all that stuff, people were saying, you know, because ESPN would, you know, they just wouldn't talk good about Petrino. And it was obvious that they, you know, they just didn't talk good about him. National media didn't talk good about him and talk bad about Arkansas for hiring him, right? And I was thinking, man, is that really the way it is? But on the message boards, they all said, well, that's because he used to work for the owner of Home Depot. Home Depot sponsors College Game Day. They sponsor all kinds of stuff at ESPN. And that's why ESPN hates him. It's all because he made their buddy from Home Depot, man. So, Clint, I got on the phone. And I called your friend. Call Arthur Blank. Uh, <laughs> call Arthur Blank. No, I called your friend and mine, Patrick Nethers. Okay. Who was actually working for Tim Brando on his national show at that time. And he had just done an interview with Petrino. And, you know, Tim Brando interviewed all kinds of people, right? right? All, all kinds of coaches. And so I asked Patrick. I said, look, what's the real deal on Petrino? I said, in Arkansas, everybody thinks that everybody, you know, I told him the whole scenario. And he said, look, Travis, he treats people bad. He's not a nice guy. He said, that's that's the best. They said, that's the best read I have on him. He said he tends to talk down to people when he's on set with you, like the people working, the lighting and the makeup people. He said he just, he tends to just treat people bad. Now, after he was fired, 
the media in Fayetteville and the media in Little Rock that dealt with him, all of a sudden you already start hearing these stories about how bad he would treat the media, how bad he would treat, you know, different people that were yeah. like working on his show, his coach's show, stuff like that. Bobby Petrino needed to go. Now he may be a different person now, and I hope he is. Hopefully he's been humbled by everything he's gone through. And he's a brilliant football mind. He is. And his offense, like I said, he's going to have some plays this week that we're not going to be ready for. No. You know, but I think we'll still win the game. No, I I think we'll win the game very handily. I don't think it's going to be much of a contest. Um, I mean, they're the fifth-ranked FCS team, and we're the 10th-ranked. FBS team and I, I think it's gonna I think I, I I anticipate us winning by four scores. I I picture seeing Malik Hornsby get some get some touches at, at quarterback and also anticipate anticipate there being a lot of neck braces in the stands. Huh. Yeah. Apparently you can't find a neck brace in northwest Arkansas. You know, when I was I've said on here that I thought people would do that. I wasn't expecting it to be as big as what it is that people decided to do that. Like I expected there'd be a handful of people, you know, with the neck braces on and they might put a little makeup on, you know, to make it look like him kind of like they did after at Halloween after that happened. But Clint (laughs) now that and people are debating on message boards and on Facebook, should they allow neck braces into the stadium and they're dogging people for wanting to do that? You know, I mean, I don't know. You know, I I think the people dogging them for wanting to do that are the ones that would hire Petrino back in a heartbeat. Yeah. I mean, they're, you know, people tend to think about good times and they don't remember. And, and recruiting was going to suffer. Petrino – this is Petrino's MO. He goes in there about four or five years, wins with other players or his first couple recruiting classes, and then it just goes downhill. It happened at Louisville. It was going to happen in Arkansas. Well, you know, saying it would have he has 40 something transfers. Yeah. 40 something, like 46, something like that. One of which is former Razorback Josh Jones from Smackover, Arkansas. Oh, okay. Wide receiver. He transferred up to Cincinnati and then transferred from Cincinnati. He's literally on his like his seventh year of college football. And he's he's playing for Missouri State. Did he, did he get recruited to Arkansas by Houston Nut? Probably. 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 Uh, well, Hugo Besnick. <laughs> but, you know, you, you – you... And then, of course, we were talking Missouri State, but I mean, I was thinking about this a lot. So, there were three major upsets in college football, right? This week, Marshall beat Notre Dame, Pat beat AM, and there was another one that I'm bringing Georgia State beat um, Nebraska. Was that who it was? Yeah. 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 Nebraska, which Scott Frost got fired. So you got you had those three games, and all of them got paid like four and a half million dollars combined to go play those games. But the thing is, is there such a thing as a safe game in college football with the transfer portal? No, 
I mean, I mean, because I was watching, because you know, I'm flipping back and forth. I got the ESPN Plus, and which is the greatest thing ever. So I'm watching literally. I watch any game I want. And it seems like every game the quarterback starting was playing at this school last year. Arkansas's first two games. Yeah. That one quarterback was what Toledo. Cincinnati's court. No, he wasn't Toledo. He's somewhere he, else. He Cincinnati went to somewhere up there. And then transferred back to Cincinnati. Back to Cincinnati. It's a rattler from Oklahoma. So, I mean, it's just – it's like every year is like free agency among – especially amongst quarterbacks. Yeah. And so, I, everybody's going to have players now. I think – I think the 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 days of – I want to say par- – it's going to – there's going to be a lot more parity in college football going forward. Oh, yeah. And I think the transfer portal is going to make – make sure of that because you can't just stow quarterbacks away on your bench and play them one or two years anymore. If well, they also with you bringing in transfer portal kids, your time of gelling your team together as a team, you're going to see some of these smaller teams catch people at the beginning of the year because a guy's not going to have, you know, the quarterback's not going to be used to his receivers yet. Uh, you know, offensive lineman is not going to be used to playing with that offensive line. Defensive, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you're, you know, the the big challenge, you know, the big, I mean, just like, you know, the big challenge is getting those people to jail with the other, you know, the rest of the team. No, and I and I agree. We and I think that's where Pittman's been smart is he's mm-hmm. peace here and there. Yeah. I mean, he's bringing in four. It's not like you know. I think Lane Kiffin's got a brand new team. Yeah. Um, but Well, and Clint, did you see in Pittman's press conference this week? Oh, I loved it. I, yeah, I think I know where you're going. And I, about I the, uh, he, he said, you know, they asked him about him being ranked 10th. Yeah. And uh, he said, he said, yeah, I tweeted about it. He said, someone didn't like it. You know, they didn't like that I was no, I loved it. bragging on that. He said, look. I don't do that for you and pointed some of the older, you know, he said, I, I don't do that for 50 year olds out there. He said, I do that for recruits. <laughs> he said, yeah, maybe we shouldn't, you know, tip rating may not mean as much right now. You know, it's, you know, early in the season and all that, but it matters to those recruits. Yeah. And, I, and he said, and that's why I do it. But I, I thought that was good. He, you know, he kind of clapped back against the people that were giving him a hard time. And I think that's just what we all love about Pittman is yeah. that he's honest and he's sincere and he's genuine. He gets it. Because you know, he, he was like, he's like, nah. It's like when they asked him, you know, when he came in late, he goes, does he think it's going to hurt your recruitment? Yeah, it's going to hurt a little bit. Yeah. I mean, he was honest about it. Like, yeah, it's going to hurt a little bit. Yeah. Well, Clint, uh, what's your prediction on the score for this week? Honestly, I think it's going to be 52-21. 52-21. I'm going to say uh, 46-17. Yeah. I think, I, I think it's going to be – I think Arkansas is just – they're just the better football team. Yeah. It's, it's – so now, Travis, at the beginning of the year, I would have told you you taking you you could take Alabama and Georgia out. You can't can't pick them. 
which teams, which two teams would be the favorite to play in Atlanta? Would you have guessed it had been probably Kentucky and Arkansas? I would have probably guessed Kentucky. Yeah, they look good. I mean, they you know they had a good year last year, and they were kind of expected to have a good year this year. I would have, at my little homer heart, I probably would have said Arkansas, but you know probably A and M would have been up there just because everybody else was saying them. Well, and and I've saw a lot of people like one and two they got Georgia and Alabama, but they say three, four, and fives Arkansas, Tennessee, Kentucky. Yeah, now you can take them three, put them in a hat. And I think, you know, it's nice to see Tennessee got their hire right with Josh Heupel and Arkansas got it right with Sam Pittman. Yeah. Hey, did, what about the uh, – I didn't get to see the Texas-Alabama game, of course, because I was watching Arkansas. However, did you hear about the bad calls in that? Some of uh, yeah. Well, there, there, There's horrible – I mean, the, the Alabama calls are a legit thing. Well – did you hear what Sarkeesian said after the game? No, I did not. Now, he wasn't talking about the calls. But he was saying, well, I told my players, we didn't lose that game. We just ran out of time. Really, Sark? <laughs> that's that's what's called a loss. <laughs> I think once the time goes out and that score is different <laughs> and it's higher for the other team, you lost. <laughs> Well, you know, and I, but I think, you know, and I, God, I don't want Texas to ever get good again, but, you know, uh, they got Arch Manning coming in, so it's going to happen. Yeah. I don't, but that, that was a surprising score to me. In fact, that probably surprised me more than App State being AM. I, I think you can see number one, Texas is buying into Sark a little bit. And maybe the it maybe is their rallying cry. It's the game that they can look at. Okay, that kind of like what I think we did the first half of that Georgia game in twenty twenty, yeah. where you say, okay, this is a little bit different. And maybe they they either build on it or they won't. So yeah. we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, Clint, we'll get off to two and zero, baby. Two and zero. I think going on. To, I, I I do predict we'll be three and zero heading into Arlington. Yep. A&M's got a tough game versus Miami this week. Well, and I got another question for you, Clint. All righty. You ready for this? Yes. What you been watching? Ooh, I'm happy you ask. Now, there's a there's a show, it, it's on FX, called Welcome to Wrexham. Welcome to Wrexham? Welcome to Wrexham. Basically, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney, from uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, mm. bought a Welch soccer team. Yeah. And they're doing an entire documentary on it. Like, they're following them around, and you're seeing them run the hiring guys. And really? They're interviewing people in the town. That it's just – So, it's like a documentary? It's not a – a, Yeah, it's a documentary. It's not scripted. Wow. Okay. And, and, and Rob and, and Ryan Reynolds flow each other, you know – Flow off each other, play off each other so well. Yeah, they had never met till they bought the soccer team together. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. pretty cool, man. Yeah, it's pretty I'll cool. Look that up. It's it's yeah. I've been watching it. I'm caught up with it. I'm I'm through six episodes, but man, it is. And I and you know me, I hate soccer. Yeah, I hate soccer, but they they make it fun. 
and you can tell like Ryan Reynolds and Rob does don't know, um, don't know too much about soccer, but they're figuring it out. Yeah, and they're really at the end of the day, it's them two guys are helping the town. Yeah, because like they they're well, I won't spoil it because for you out there watching it, but it, it's it's really well done. It's very entertaining. Highly recommend it. How about cool. yourself? What you watching? I, I've been watching a show. I've been wanting to tell you about. Oh, okay. Forgotten to tell you about it, but I think it's something that you would find interesting. Oh. Have you seen Snake in the Grass? No, it doesn't. Bobby, Bobby I've seen. Yeah, I've seen. I've seen it advertised, but I haven't watched well, it. It's. I'm watching. Of course, I've been watching the, uh, the Challenge US whatever. Yeah. And I think it comes on after it or something. Or anyway. Anyway. I have Hulu. It comes on. Anyway, Bobby Bones is the host. There's four contestants. Okay, here's a scenario. There's four people. They're off somewhere like Costa Rica, somewhere like jungle area, whatever. They're there for two days, one night. Okay, so it's got a little bit of a survival show, but not really. It's not really focused on that. They have two... Um, different things they have to do. Two different uh, like uh, challenges. Okay. But here's the deal. There's four of them. One of them is a snake. Okay. One of them is lying about who they are or about, you know, being the snake. So their job is to try to stop the other three from getting the clues for each challenge they get a clue about the, who the snake is so they're trying to get to know each other as they go right and so they get a clue and that clue tells them a little bit about the snake well and then they have they end up getting uh let's see they get uh one at the beginning i think and then they get a chance for uh three other clues and they they have two challenges they get a clue and then they got a the one at the at the camp at night okay that they can find a clue there and then at the end if the snake is able to fool them the snake gets a hundred thousand dollars if the other three vote on who the snake is and agree and vote who the snake is, then they get to split the hundred thousand dollars. It's an interesting show. I, hopefully, I made sense enough of it. Yeah, no, you did. I'll have to check it out because I've seen the advertisements for it. It's really a cool show, man. It's it's really if they have some people that have been on like Survivor before, yeah, some that have been on Big Brother, Naked and Afraid, you know, some different shows like that. Some are just regular people they brought out just signing up for the show and and you're trying to figure it out as you go too you know like i'm trying to read their faces when they're talking to them and stuff like like it's it's an interesting show anyway the other thing i've been watching cobra kai now now did you watch did you start it when it's on netflix or do you go back to the youtube red days i started on netflix okay yeah i was i was a youtube was. redder yeah. Now I'm having I'm having I mean talk about it. I'm having I'm having surgery on Thursday. Yeah. 
So, so I'm like, I've got some time to lay around and recuperate. So I'm saving. So you're going to have to tread lightly, kind of like what I did last week, talking about the photo shoot I walked yeah. up on. But yeah, but so tread lightly, avoid spoilers. No, I won't. I won't say much about it. It's just, it's a good season. All of it's good. It's it's well written. You know how it is. I mean, they've they've done oh, it. And, and it's so good because like you always saw Johnny as the bad guy, but when when you got like get to know the character and the person, yeah, kind of see what happened from his point of view. You're like, okay. I'll just say this on this new season. I laughed out loud a couple times. Good. And and it was Johnny. And it was just Rocky Four references. That's all I'm gonna say. That's okay. all I'm gonna say. Oh wait, no, I'm so I excited. Didn't, I didn't run anything. Nope. I, I didn't run anything. But it's yeah. Ralph Macchio and William Zapka. They're they're match made in heaven. Yeah. No, it's like, it's it's a good season. And it's the, all these years later, and they're still like they cast the parts thirty plus years ago, and it's still perfectly cast today. Yeah, stands the test of time. Yeah. Well, Clint, that's it for us tonight, dude. We made it. We did it. We made it. We're done. The blue shirts are rocking. Blue shirt day over. Awkward pocket. Take it off. Blue shirt day is over. Take it off. No, don't do that. Don't. Leave yeah, leave it on. Leave it on. Stay fully clothed. We're not that kind of show. <laughs> anyway. Well, Clint, man, I hope things go well with your surgery. I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. And uh hopefully you won't, you know, you'll get in and moving into the new house. All Ooh. that stuff. Happen yeah. soon, right? So jokes on y'all. I'd rather have surgery than move myself. So it works that's out. That's all you're doing, right? You're just having surgery exactly. so you don't have to lift boxes. Bingo. Clint's like, I am not carrying this bed one more time. That's it. I'm doing surgery. Surgery. Come on, Doc. <laughs> no, nah, man. Seriously, I know I know it's uh probably a pain having both of those happen at the same time, but yeah. But uh your wife's tough. She can handle it. There you go, yeah. She's married to me and puts up with me. So That's woman's right. in action. That's right. Yeah. You got a stepson and a, and get Austin there too, right? Get bring him in. Yeah, I get the I get the eleven year old. No, that's well, I figured Tom Clark would get everything moved. Oh no, Tom Clark. He 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 like I we put new tires on the trailer this week to get ready. Oh, okay. The thing I got going on is to help oh. you move. And so I'm like, okay, buddy. See, are you with me? Uh well, man, have a great week, folks. Seriously, uh, please share, like, share, 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 share. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Share. Give us some more subscribers. Uh, when, you know, hit us up on social media. Let us know what you think. Tweet at me. Uh, are we wrong? No, we're never wrong. But you know, you can have a different opinion. That's okay. Uh, but seriously, uh. Thank y'all so much. Hometown Roofing. Hometown Roofing. Bobby B. Get your roofs from there. Fix them and start doing solar power maybe. Hope I didn't let a cat out of the bag there. Anyway, they're thinking about it. Anyway, and then uh, Mike Floyd, as always, man, we appreciate you. Love you, bro. Love you. uh, 
all our fans, all the folks that listen on a, and watch on a regular basis, man. Thank you so much for listening, for watching. I miss you, Gabe. You never text me anymore. Yeah, Gabe. Yeah. He misses you. He cries himself to sleep at night because you I mean, you still there. make your comments on the YouTube channel, but you never text me and say hi. <laughs> you folks, have a great week. Have a blessed one. Go Hogs. Beat them Bears. Pick. Beat them bars. Sweat. One. Filthy. Dirt. Harvest. Oh, oh.